Welcome back to Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition. I am April Van Lieb. I am your coach for spiritual, emotional, physical, and nutritional well-being, full circle spectrum health. I come to you today with our second podcast episode. Very, very excited. I want to talk to you today about what are macronutrients? Why do we count macros instead of calories? So let's just dive right on in. So as I was saying yesterday, I spoke to you guys in my previous first episode about what Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition is, why it's so much different from other coaching um, that you can receive. First and foremost, I want to reiterate a very important fact, just in case you did not hear my first episode. Your size, whether you're very small, whether you're kind of in between, or whether you are a larger size, it does not determine your value. It does not determine your your overall value as a person, your beauty as a person, it does determine maybe your health or your ability to do things, the overall stewardship of your body. And that's what I want to speak to today. I just want to make sure I reiterate that you are beautiful and you are enough, okay? But because you're beautiful and because you're enough, taking care of yourself is not whatsoever a selfish motive. There is nothing whatsoever selfish. I think sometimes we as moms, um, especially being a single mom, or sometimes even dads really struggle with the fact of, well, I have to do this for the kids. I have to be here. I have to do this. I have to do this event. I have to do this craft. I have to have this certain way of everything. And every single moment is so caught up in doing everything for our children, which we should be there for our children, but are we taking care of ourselves so that hopefully in later years, our children don't then have to take care of us? So let me maybe drive home a point to you real quick. And I'm going to say this over and over and over in my future podcast, because sometimes we need to hear things over and over and over for our minds to renew and to take on new ways in life. It is not selfish to take care of yourself when that is not an obsession and it's not just for your own pleasure, but you are doing that to maybe have more energy, to help fight disease, prevent disease, or maintain and make better diseases you already have. When you struggle to get around or you know that as older years come, that could be a problem. So you want to prevent that because you want the best for your family. So let's, um, a phrase I recently heard called mommy martyrdom. When you're putting your needs um, for your spiritual, emotional, and physical health on the back burner, because you feel so guilty if you do go work out, if you do take time to meal prep. So I want to kind of just throw that out there, and I'll be throwing that out there a lot in my future podcast. And I just want to say, now let's just go ahead and dive in. I just took a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. You will get used to that with me because I get so passionate and excited. But let's take a deep dive into what macronutrients are, why I really advocate for counting macronutrients, and I tell you not to count calories. So let's start with why not to count calories. One, 
if we count calories, and let's say you are allowed, um, let's say you are maybe a woman in your mid to late 40s, so maybe you're allowed somewhere between 16 and 1800 calories a day. Well, if you're allowed that many calories, you could very simply eat your weight in ice cream, because that sounds beautiful to me some days, or you might, um, you know, just want pizza that day, or you might just want mashed potatoes or potato chips or sodas. Well, you can definitely hit your calories that way and stay within your calorie range. But what did you do for your health? What did you do to keep your muscles strong so that as you grow older, I explained a little bit of that in the first podcast, and we will get back to that in future podcasts. But what did you do to get all the micronutrients you need, to get the protein you need, to get the healthy fats you need to balance your hormones so that you feel good and so that your body operates in an efficient way so that as you're growing older, you're building a strong house that you have stewarded well, much like you might want to steward your money or time. I've mentioned that. And I will keep that because I want to keep driving these things home to us. But if you are just putting in a certain number of calories, it does not mean you are healthy and it does not mean that you are getting the things that you need. So why macronutrients? You, um, to a lot of people, it becomes very, very overwhelming to have macronutrients prescribed to them. A lot of times it can be very daunting to think, that these three little numbers are what you need to hit every day. But let me just kind of give you a breakdown. Um, I'm going to try to paint a picture here of a very recent client I have. She's just absolutely precious. So she might very well benefit from this podcast. No one will know who she is, but I can use her numbers. Um, so this lady was given 1,756 calories a day. But I told her, this is not your target. The target that you need to look at every day is not 1756, but it will be the 140 grams of protein a day that you eat, the 74 grams of fat, and the 132 grams of carbs. Now, this is for a lady who is um, going through more of the menopausal stage, so the carbs are lower, but to... All of us who went through that huge low-carb phase in life, those carbs still sound pretty daggone good in comparison, don't they? Um, the higher fats are there because of this stage in life is a good way to help balance hormones. The protein is high because we definitely need to preserve the muscle we have and build more muscle. Muscle helps to prevent disease, helps prevent broken bones. When we build muscle, it's not becoming just this big old bodybuilder or um, a big bulky woman. Not going to happen without a lot of uh, extra supplementation and sometimes not natural supplementation. You're not going to look like a man, guys. There are some women out there who get pretty beefed up, but it takes some pretty serious, intense stuff to happen. So, that's not going to happen, but you do need muscle. Why do you need muscle? And I'm not talking about you need muscle to look good. That can be a, a side benefit if that is what you like. But you need muscle because as you get older, you are losing bone density. It's just a natural thing. But 
If you're building muscle, what's happening is you're putting stress on those bones and those bones are growing back. They're recreating, so to speak. They're coming back to life, okay? That might be a little, that's very not a scientific way to put it, but that is a very simple-minded, easy way to understand it. I love simple. So you're building back bone density. What if you struggle with insulin problems? Well, if you build muscle, you're gonna help. The more muscle you have, the better your metabolism burns, and you're gonna really help with the insulin sensitivity issues. Okay, so there's another thing. It helps with your cholesterol. It helps with your blood pressure. I named all these things before. When we are working our bodies and when we are eating in a healthy manner, then we're not clogging our arteries, hopefully, if we're choosing healthy foods. With macros, anything goes. If it fits your macros, you can eat it. But if you wanna be healthy, we're probably not clogging our arteries. So hopefully we're helping our heart health and our mental, our future, um, brain function because dementia and Alzheimer's is really on the rise. Um, it's an estimated, I've heard recently um, that an estimated 30% of people get a form of dementia right now. And guys, that's because our arteries get clogged in our, in our brains, in our heads, the same way it does around our hearts and through our bodies. And that's what causes that. So um, the way we eat can help prevent or exa exasperate, I guess would be the word, the onslaught of dementia or helping to prevent it. Um, I have watched Alzheimer's in my family and it's a brutal, brutal disease. And I'm gonna do everything I can to fight it because I don't want my children to go through that. There are no guarantees in life. I'm not selling you guarantees, but I am selling you preventative measures to be a good steward of your life. And trying to teach that to you and here on this podcast you get that for free so um back to what i was talking about with the 140 grams of protein the 74 grams of fat and the 132 grams of carbs now of course we don't want to eat that all at one time during the day that would be a heck of a lot of food at one time but let's say we'll call her susie let's say susie is prescribed these macros and susie is going to go work out in the morning and so before Susie goes to work out, she's going to need some protein and she's going to need some carbs, but Susie's going to need no more than five grams of fat before she goes to work out because we want to burn fat probably. Okay. Not, that's not the case for everybody, but for people like me, that's the case. Okay. I'm not one of those that was just born with the gift of being slim. So we'll just pretend that Susie needs to shed some fat. So but what we could do is we could say Susie's going to need a pre-workout meal and a post-workout meal because you have to fuel those muscles if you want them to build. So you don't go in on an empty stomach to strength train expecting to build muscle. You also don't come out from strength training without refueling expecting to build muscle. Not going to happen. You need your food, guys. So that's very, very important for strength training. So let's say those are two of her meals. Let's say she wants two more meals during the day. I tend to do five. I do my breakfast, I do lunch, I do an afternoon snack, a pre-workout meal in the evenings, and then my dinner. But let's just say there's four. <clears throat> if that were the case, let's just worry with the protein right now. Let's say she has 140 grams of protein a day, 
and we're going to divide that by her four meals that we're pretending. That's roughly 35 grams of protein a meal. Now, yes, you can break it up to get it a little different at each meal. But the way you'll know that you're doing that is you're going to put everything into MyFitnessPal. And when you come on board with me um, coaching, I can teach you how to do that. But it's a simple thing of learning to just plan ahead, plug in food you think you want to eat that day or that you're going to cook. You're going to weigh your food. And I'll explain the importance of that versus measuring in cups and spoons in a moment. But you would weigh your food out. Well, let's just plan ahead and put some things in my fitness pile that we think we want to eat. And it's kind of like playing Tetris, just adding and subtracting to see, okay, if I ate, if I have 35 grams of protein split over four meals, but let's say dinner has, it's just a big old piece of, um, I love trout. So let's say I'm just having a massive piece of trout tonight and it might have a little more protein in it. Then let's say my lunch did. I had three ounces of chicken at lunch. So you would just add and subtract from lunch and dinner to just balance that out. It is simple addition, and sometimes we make it so hard, but a simple, simple, simple addition is all it is. And subtraction. Let me say subtraction. And there's some multiplication and division that goes along with it, but it's just super easy. And that's why I'm here is to help hold your hand. The same with the fat. I did mention before workouts, a good tip to always keep when you're going to the gym or going to your home workout is no more than five grams of fat before your workout. You do need carbs before your workout to fuel them. Um, and you do need carbs when you're done to help replenish those muscles. So those are things that when you come on board with coaching that I can help make just for you and fine tune it just for you. But this is just an example of what a day could look like in the life of maybe someone who is a petite person and in their 40s. Now, let me tell you, for our younger people in your 20s and 30s, you would not believe the amount of food you could eat if you learn to balance out the macronutrients. It's pretty darn fun, let me tell you. And it fuels you to make you healthy and strong. Um, it does take work. I'm not going to lie, but once you get it, you get it. And then there's the thing that's all the rage right now called intuitive eating. I would never say you can intuitively eat if you don't even know what your food looks like when it's weighed out. So I spoke to that a minute ago about weighing your food versus measuring. And I always give the example, and I even made in my private Facebook group for my clients, I made this little video about peanut butter. I love nut butters. And so to me, when I used to measure my peanut butter in a spoon, like I would really make that tablespoon, those two tablespoons of peanut butter stretch really, really far, guys. Like it was a big whopping amount of peanut butter and I just assumed that was a serving. Guys, I was probably like doubling and tripling the amount of peanut butter that was a serving size and wondering like, what's going on? Why is my body not changing? Well, when you weigh it out, it's kind of depressing when you see that it's just a little bitty round ball <laughs> that you get of peanut butter when you actually weigh it out. Um, so it's pretty neat to see. And then, you know, once you have learned to weigh your food and you've done that and done it and done it for a while, then of course there's going to be times down the road where you're going to be able to eyeball your food and kind of know what you're eating. But it is important to learn to weigh your food, to track your food so you can know what's going in your body and you can steward your body. Um, I do not believe that that is obsession at all. It could become an obsession. But I believe that's called stewardship. Think about your bank account. If you never tracked what was going in, what was going out, if you never made a plan 
before that paycheck came for where that money's going to go and how it needs to be spent and what bills it needs to be spent on, then how in the world are you going to be able to keep a budget, right? Right, exactly. It's not going to work very well. Okay, so if you think about your food that way, if you want your body to run as prime as you want your bank account to run, why would you not plan ahead for it and make some plans? And yes, remember life happens and we do not need to like never be able to live life. But overall, plan. And by the way, when you're planning, that also assists your bank account because you're not just out randomly buying stuff all the time, going to vending machines, blowing money that you really need for your future and for your family. So this is actually a way to really also be a good steward of your money because when you're planning and you're meal prepping and you are learning to think about what you need to eat and then planning and preparing and having that on hand, then you're also going to find that you save money. So it's a win-win combination. It stewards money. It stewards your health. And then also, if people see you are being a good steward of your health and you have energy and you are, you know, you just feel good, then that's going to be someone that people look up to and that people want to be around because they're going to see you have something to offer. And then that's going to give you opportunities to love people strong and to be an influence for them and to be a good guide for them. So it's so many things that this could lead to to be a win-win all the way around. So I do feel like I went on a few rabbit trails here, but I hope that I gave you a good reason to look at macronutrients. One, macronutrients is not a fast fix. I would not sell you a fast weight loss fix or teach you in this podcast a a fast weight loss fix because one when we go on low calorie crash diets low carb diets or i don't what are all the rages um maybe constantly thinking about having to track points but you know all the things um that is not sustainable what is sustainable about macronutrients you are getting every single nutrients your body is being fed everything it needs so it doesn't crash and burn and get exhausted and tired and just burned out it becomes a way of life and it does take discipline it does take some really hard work at first i'm not gonna lie but anything worth having does but it is sustainable it's not something that is going to come and go and then you gain back twice as much weight or you get so tiny and unhealthy and you're not strong and you have no energy those are the things that you're going to avoid with macronutrients with macronutrients Let's look at this again. It's not a fast fix. You have to be patient. You're not going to have the fast weight loss in three weeks and you're down, boom, bada bing, bada boom. But then you also gain it back, bada bing, bada boom. It is a slow and steady process. Kind of like the story of the tortoise and the hare, okay? Slow and steady wins the race because it's steady. So that's some of the reasons I advocate for macronutrients. If you are interested in learning more and really having this dialed in, and there will be future podcasts to explain this better and better as we go. I'm just really wanting to um, get you understanding and get you hungry for more knowledge of how to take care of yourself and how to steward yourself. So as we go, I will be teaching you more and more. So please tune in. 
These podcasts will be at least weekly, if not more at times, but look for the podcast weekly to come out. There will be podcasts on macronutrients. There will be podcasts on strength trainings and the why. There will be podcasts on how to strength train. Can you do it from home or the gym? And the answer will be both. It can be either or or both. There will also be podcasts thrown in here, guys, that don't have a whole lot to do with macronutrients or with strength training but we're going to work on spiritual and emotional health. So I hope you'll still join me for those. Of course, any and all of these are optional, but I hope that you will take advantage of all three kinds of podcasts that come through this and benefit for full spectrum health for yourself. So until next time, I hope that you will come back and join us with Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition. Please go download my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give me a five-star rating and review so that this podcast can reach more women. As we grow, there will be more and more information coming to you. I'm just barely getting your taste buds wet right now. So please come back for more. The next few podcasts, we'll dive into some strength training. And then we're going to dive into some talk about why here at Christmas time we can find joy no matter our situation no matter what we're in. And then also, if you don't know what to give for Christmas, why not give the gift of health, fitness, and nutrition? You are welcome to look in the podcast notes and reach out to me, and I will gladly help you find just the gift to give this better life to your friends and loved ones. God bless you, and until next time.